With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by Drift Car Sharing. I'm Henry Chisholm. This is Andre Simone next to me. You can't see him. This is... That's true. Audio. But uh, we're here to tell you about college football and the draft and the Broncos being bad and the Senior Bowl invites and the college football playoff rankings and so many cool things happening in college football right now. It's true. Uh, do you want to just jump? Oh, wait. Before we Shall jump we into it. we drift into it, We Henry? should drift into it by talking about the incredible service that is Drift Car Sharing. Uh, basically, here's oh, yeah. how it works. Uh, you drop your car off at the airport when mm-hmm. you go to fly somewhere, mm-hmm. and then they will rent your car out and give you a cut of the profit. So instead of paying for parking, they pay you, they clean your car, your car is insured by Allstate. Um, Then when you get to wherever you're going, you can rent a car too. And even if you're under 25, it's fine because you don't have to pay an under 25 fee. Incredible service. So you're saving money. You're getting your car washed. Yep. You then are able to rent a car even if you're under 25. Oh, yeah. Well, rent, quote unquote. You're covered by great insurance. Yep. It's what a win, 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 win. And Throwing in a fifth win. Plus, a bonus. I, I think the fifth win is that uh, you know how airports used to work, where like everybody parks their car, and then there's separate cars that are there where they're like rental car lots, and so mm. there's just like twice mm-hmm. as many cars as you really need. Yep. Well, you just cut all those other cars out instead of. I mean, car production can't be good for the environment, right? Actually, that's a fact. So there you go. The environment wins. You don't have to cover everything in pavement There's because the there are less win. cars. Yep. This is just the way that America works now. We make things easy. Wow. Um, Bold statement. I love it. Drivedrift.com will have all the information you could need. Great service. Um, five wins. Okay. Yeah. Uh, football, win, though. Win, win, win. Win, win, win. There you go. <laughs> okay. Booyah. Uh, so, I mean, where do you want to start? Uh, want to start with some wins in college football? Anybody really win to you Let's this week? Let's do it. Well, okay. not us, because uh, we picked the Florida Gators and mm. the Georgia Bulldogs put us in our place, and it really started up front with that dominant offensive line, really thought they looked strong. You know, for uh, Broncos purposes, Andrew Thomas, their left tackle, very intriguing prospect. I thought he looked good in maybe their toughest test of the season. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that was a nice win. Jake Fromm. Ooh. Eh. Hey. We aren't high on Jake Fromm we, here. We are not, and we're not going to be like, oh, Jake Fromm, we apologize. We were wrong. We weren't. But he looked good on third down huh. against an NFL defense. Hey, that's good. I think C.J. Henderson's starting to look a little better. Though, again, Georgia's wide receivers don't uh, – don't exhilarate me, let's say. And then we had Justin Herbert had a nice game. He threaded the needle in the red zone. That was nice to see, really uh, taking care of of things in short down and distance. Um, He's really benefiting a lot from the run game of Oregon. That's nothing new for people who've listened to the pod all year long. Throwing lots of screens, so don't be deceived by those completion numbers. They had a great graphic during the broadcast, or maybe it was a college football final after the broadcast, where Herbert 
with play action was 10 of 10, 128 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. Without play action, 11 of 16, 97 yards, one pick, no touchdowns. So that's how important that's been. It feels a lot like when I was evaluating Carson Wentz at North Dakota State. Mm. Where it was okay. like, dude, he's on the most dominant team in all of college football. They they'd won like back to back to back to back national championships. Lost to the uh, Montana Grizzlies, my first ever game in college on ESPN. Whoa. Uh, yeah, uh, with seconds left on the clock. Actually, it was a goal line stand at the end of the game, fourth down. That's they didn't let him crazy. in the end zone. Eason was the quarterback then. Uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Wentz got knocked out in. The second half, maybe? Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay, yeah. it was that uh, game, yeah. Yeah, Not it was... Easton, I forget who the... Easton the Stick. There you go. Yeah. Easton. Yeah, Easton Man, Stick. I knew yep. where you are going. Yeah, thank God for that. Um, so, yeah, that... Um, that was, I mean, I think that's kind of the comp where it's like, man, I don't see as many tight window throws as I'd like. I see some inconsistencies. He's really benefiting from the screen game, from the run game. But ultimately, like, the dude's athletic. He's got a prototypical size. He's shown those flashes, and the arm talent is all there when he puts it together. So you're kind of gambling, you know. Uh, you're It's a high upside gamble. I still am reluctant to believe, but I'm coming around to understand a little more why people like this guy. And I think he is progressing a little better against pressure and with his accuracy, though still not where I'd like for him to be. Okay. I think that that was some good analysis. Thank you. Um, how would you feel if the Broncos drafted him? I know we're going to get into this later. At what pick are you comfortable with the Broncos drafting Justin Herbert? That's a really good question. Oh, boy. I just can't come around to thinking that he's really worth taking a flyer on when you have Locke. I feel like Locke's the similar level of taking a flyer on a guy with, you know, prototypical upside, but, you know, some some downside that's fairly glaring. So it's a tough one to answer. I mean, I, I would be comfortable with taking him at a point where I'm pretty comfortable he wouldn't be available anymore. Let's say, like, eighth overall is where I'd start being like... Eighth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I I think that makes sense. I think there's something to Herbert and Locke though, since they are kind of that similar gambly type thing. Maybe you take risks risks on two of them, and you know, worst case scenario, I guess worst case scenario, neither of them pan out. That's but, exactly. That is precisely the worst but, case scenario. <laughs> but uh, if one of them does pan pan out, then obviously you have your path. And if both of them pan out, then all of a sudden you're the Chargers with uh Drew Brees and Philip Rivers. Yeah, hopefully you're more like the 49ers with Steve Young mm. and uh, Montana. Yeah, there you go. That is even better. You I mean, like that better, huh? If, if Justin Herbert turned out to be Philip Rivers, you'd be pretty happy, right? Yeah, I suppose that's true. I I'd mean, be pretty happy. Hall of Fame quarterback? Whew. Ooh, boy. You're, Ooh. You're only the tough questions for me yeah, today. No, it's a lot of fun. I suppose he is, though, then. The, it's going to be a slippery slope because once you let guys like Rivers get in... Then it's like, well, do we let Matthew Stafford in? Yeah. It's really like, where's yeah. the cutoff? Yeah. Next thing you know, Joe Flacco's getting in. Next thing you know. Next, next thing, thing you, you know. know not Philip Rivers, it. next quarterback right there yeah. behind him. What's next? Nick Foles and Carson Wentz and 
I mean, Nick Foles. I mean, are we putting if you're Michael putting, Vick in? Like, putting, what are we doing? Putting Foles in, you got to put Minshew in, right? Like, oh boy, there's no way Foles comes back and <laughs> outplays him. Okay, back to our job, which is talking about prospects. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that that's some good stuff. Um, let's let's touch on the Chase Young stuff. You guys will remember if you guys have been mm, listening yes, to job. the draft podcast. Uh, we kind of talked about should the Broncos consider Chase Young. Um, where do you feel comfortable taking Chase Young since he is kind of redundant with Von Miller and with Bradley Chubb? Super redundant. But also the best player in the draft? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yep. so would you take him with the first pick, the third pick, the tenth pick? You know, we went through all that, and I think we decided somewhere like three is where we th- we should, thought you should take him, four? Yeah, about that. About that point. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and he's just too good to pass up. It really comes down to, uh, man, as much as I like Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb or Jeffrey Okuda or Grant Delpit or Derek Brown or the two tackles, Andrew Thomas and Tristan Wirfs, yeah, I kind of do prefer just taking a flyer on Chase Young. We got into, like, how he'd be a Nick Bosa on the Niners, how they got a bunch of defensive linemen. They were all kind of redundant. But once they finally got that right guy that was productive right off the bat, it changed their defense completely. It did. And, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be against that. And we got some responses from you guys from Twitter, in the comment section, mm-hmm. and basically the theme was we should be uh, hoping the Broncos take Chase Young if they get the opportunity because he's just yeah. that good. Yeah, that seemed to be Sonny Rain's uh, consensus. We'll get into his other question on the pod, but he said, yes, Chase Young is too good to pass up draft the best talent you can especially at the top of the draft that's always been my philosophy best player available do not let needs affect you that's what free agency is for free agency you address needs the draft you build the foundation of your franchise your core and that comes from taking the best player available so there you go i agree i like it i like it um now where do we even jump into? Want to start talking Senior Bowl invites? Yeah. So the first round of Senior Bowl invites came out mm-hmm. yesterday. We're recording mm-hmm. this on Thursday, so that was Wednesday. And there were some fun Good names job. on there. I'm actually really excited to uh, watch the Senior Bowl this year for like the first time ever just because I know all these people and I want to see all these people. I know. And I noticed when I was talking about the podcast yesterday that you guys always go down to Georgia to watch the Senior Bowl, and I'm hoping I get an invite. It's true. Well, for starters, it's in Alabama. So, okay, well, there we go. Pat sorry, you're already step. filing I would know if you brought me. an uphill battle. Uh, we're going to have to go fight Brandon. I know. There. Andrew Mason will probably be joining us, so it's uh, really... So, I mean... The family's expanding. Do, do, is it five <laughs> people in a room with Mace? I mean, we can get we two bring, rooms. I'll take a floor. We'll see. I'll take you know, the floor. There's been CSU guys uh, at the last couple with... I guess at the last one with Michael Gallup. Does Justin get added to the crew? Uh, maybe. Dude, just rent Maybe. a van and drive down this time? Um, probably not. But but the other <laughs> stuff all sounds great. I think okay. so. Okay. So uh, yeah, we can probably talk about the actual Senior Bowl invites, and there are more invites coming. But uh, there are some people that we wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, definitely some draft pod favorites got the invite. Definitely, and I mean, not a huge surprise. There are guys who deserve it. Starting, you know, Javon Kinlaw. Yeah. Uh, somebody who I think that the Broncos probably should target. I think he'd fit well. An interior defensive lineman from South Carolina. Massive upside. Yeah. Uh, we have him. We've talked about him. Uh, yeah. Michael Pittman Jr., the receiver from USC. Woo! 
if you guys are watching or listening to this because you uh, are Buffs fans, you saw what he did to that uh, Buffs defense. Yeah, dude. And if you guys aren't Buffs fans, then you still should probably have seen some of the highlights of this guy. He's a freak athlete. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. Freak he has frame. Hands. Like freak. What more did you ball. want? Right. His hands are out of this world. Maybe the best in the class. A little Cortland Sutton-y. Yeah, um, I've, I've thought that before. The thing is, Sutton kind of raised his stock with some good testing. I don't think he'll test at that level, but he has looked faster than we thought. I mean, he, he won the game for them against the Buffs. He did. Because of that run after the catch. He did. And he has that. He's like a tough guy to bring down because he's so big. And he's a tough guy to beat on contested catches. Love that he got the invite. We'll love to see what he does against those cornerbacks out there. And if you guys are Broncos fans, then you probably uh, remember former Broncos running back Michael Pittman from around 2008, maybe he was in Denver. Wow. Uh, this is his son. This is Who his son. Kit, huh? Well, I did. That's my job. Uh. <laughs> um, also, Evan Weaver from Cal. We've talked Evan up a lot. Love him. He's Think climbing he'd be a great up fit. rankings. Uh, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. He seems like he should be. And uh, Josh Jones, the offensive lineman from Houston. Yeah. Interesting offensive tackle. Mm. Uh, guy we'll want to talk about more, scout a little more. But, you know, we're... We're searching far and wide for offensive tackles take on this podcast and hopefully in the Broncos front office. Yeah, take them all. I'm all for that. He's an interesting one. You know, uh, this is a guy who, like Pittman, will have a big opportunity to really raise his stock. All right. Uh, and the name that I am most excited about mm. and I'm excited to dig into because I don't think we've talked about him much before. Uh, I've mentioned him on the Buffs pod as a, as a guy who could probably end up in the NFL at the very least as yeah. a... Uh, you know, at least a camp body with a chance to make the team. But Davion Taylor is now listed as Mel Kuyper's number seven safety in the 2020 draft class. And yesterday he received a senior bowl invite. They called him a linebacker. And that's kind of the weird thing about him is what position does he fill? Exactly. And I, I don't know that the buffs have used him perfectly this year. Yeah. You know, my conversations with him in camp, he said he felt most comfortable in that dime role mm -hmm. where, where he was at inside linebacker. I mean, essentially, you were on top covering. Oh, Oh yeah. He's, like, this I'm, isn't I'm, like me trying to pad your stats or talk you up. You were on top of that. Uh, get get into that, his role and why it was so specific to the defense and everything. So so he plays the star as well, the nickel spot, which puts him mm -hmm. on more receivers. That's that hybrid linebacker, third cornerback role. Yeah. And and that's where he has struggled at points. You know, in my conversations with him, he said, I feel like I'm much better in coverage. I've worked with the defensive backs coaches. Um, I I'm, I'm getting there, and I feel like if I can get my hands on the guy in front of me, then I can win the battle. But if the guy's too quick and he gets by me, I have the straight line speed to make up for it, but if you get the ball to him before I get there, then... Uh, I mean, that's that's the weakness right there in coverage. And that's why I think that putting him in that dime linebacker role makes the most sense. Um, the question is, when you're not in the dime, what do you really do with him? Uh, he still struggled there at points. He's still improving in coverage. It wasn't something that he'd been asked to do in the past. He was more of a pass rusher as an outside linebacker, like just a straight speed guy who could also, you know, do, do some other stuff. Right. Um, one of the fastest guys on the team, NFL body. Um, yeah. I, I, I trust him more than anybody in playing that middle of the field zone on the buffs. Um, mm -hmm. But we haven't seen as much of that as I would have expected. He's mostly been used as the star back instead of the, um, 
money backer and this is the star is the nickel the more outside the the money is the inside and that's been one of the things that's really confused me this season Mel Kuyper yeah. sees something senior bowl people they see something yep and I he, he looks like an NFL guy it's just figuring out where exactly he fits I mean people are intrigued by that size speed combo and versatility yeah you know I mean it really fits well in the modern NFL to be that essentially that nickel defender who can Mm -hmm. be, you know, that hybrid linebacker safety can cover in the slot some. Uh, I mean, this is a position to some extent that the Broncos value quite a bit is guys who are versatile playing up closer to the line, but, you know, can tackle well and be aggressive downhill, but can also, you know, have smooth enough hips to drop in coverage and do it. He might be a nice little inside linebacker that fits well with someone like an A.J. Johnson. And and that's exactly what I was thinking, is that the reason that I think it's worth spending a few minutes on him right now isn't because he's a draft prospect from Colorado, but because he's somebody who I think would really fit best with a team like the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You know, the zone-heavy scheme. Yeah. Not asked to cover these slot receivers and man-to-man coverage. Like, he's going to have trouble sticking with yep. Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. He's going to have trouble sticking with these guys, and we've seen it on tape, and we've heard him say the same thing. But you put him in the zone, and all of a sudden, he's a little more protective. You give him his area to cover, and next to a massive linebacker like A.J. Johnson, yep. it, it fits It mm-hmm. fits perfectly. And like mm-hmm. you said, he's that kind of versatile, throw him around, ask him to do some different things. And, and you can put him there uh, on like kind of the edge of the defense, even in the middle of the defense, yep. and the offense isn't going to know what to expect. Yeah, and he's the classic guy who's going to stick on a 53-man roster because versatile, athletic, and you know what? You feel good putting him on punt and kick coverage. Easily. Perfect I mean, profile to put on exactly, that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, high on him. Glad to see he's getting some hype. Uh, I'm going to try to talk to him at some point next week. And glad maybe but I can surprised. Let's be honest. Back. I think I'm, this I, came I, yes. as a surprise. Yeah, no, I've been saying he's he's a guy who's going to be picked up somewhere after the draft, Yeah, and he'll have a chance to prove himself. Hearing number seven safety in the class, though, yeah. and that's uh, mm-hmm. that's big time. That's big time for sure. Yeah, it really is. And Ashton Davis, the Cal guy, we've talked about him some as well. Cal safety, very physical, rangy safety would be intriguing in Denver as well. Though I think, you know, uh, the priority should be locking down Justin Simmons. But anyways, another name that got an invite that we've kind of talked up that I wanted to mention uh, has accepted his invite. All these guys haven't just been invited. They've accepted their invites. The Senior Bowl smartly doesn't put out there who they've invited and, and haven't no. accepted yet. Right. Uh, also, uh, the Aloha Bowl does, though. Uh, and they invited Steven Montez this afternoon. Hey. So, all right. There you go. Uh, we will not be making it to going. Hawaii to watch the uh, Aloha That's Bowl. That's what we do. We split the group. You guys oh. keep going down to Bama or whatever, Bama boys. And uh, me and Mace will just head out to oh, Hawaii Hank. and cover the Aloha Bowl. <sighs> I mean. Um, Good deal? Checkmate. Well Checkmate. played. Checkmate. Hopefully Brandon's checkmated listening us. in the other room. Yeah, he probably is distracted. Probably. <laughs> um, okay, before we move on to some of this other stuff, including breaking down the first college football rankings, which I'm super excited to dig into. Basically, the committee listens to the draft pod. I know. I know. I wish we had been writing all these down because this yeah. is exactly what we've been saying. Um, but, but, but that's not the point right now. We'll get there. First, we want to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery and how great... If you're not drinking Breck brew, what are you doing is my question. Living a sober, clean... It's like, 
it's life. basically like drafting a 25-year-old offensive tackle Who in round that? one who's Who a high that? upside pick. Who took a year off from football for a mission trip? No hating on a mission trip, but yeah. in terms of prospects, you. you know. Uh, yeah. Right. You um, can't be old and also be high upside. And also lead the country in sacks. Allowed. Allowed. Oh, and yes. holding. Oh, yes. Holding. holding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holdings. That's what I meant. The I mean, I, offensive I think you guys thing. know who, who we're talking about. He wears number 72 for your Denver Broncos. And I'm not a huge fan of his hair. Okay. Uh, but but the point is, so that's the anti-Breck Brewery. Exactly. Yeah. That's the poor decision making that non-Breck Brew drinkers would make. That's so exactly. So don't be like those people because we all rip on those people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, don't be one of them. Yeah. Don't get called for a holding, holding flag, uh, you know. For not mm. drinking Breck Brew. Exactly. Because we'll throw flags at you. This is getting weird. Uh, the what Colorado are you feeling these days, stop- Breck Brew-wise? You know, I've been all over the place. The last one I had was an avalanche. They just posted an awesome video on Twitter. Like, it's a little graphic thing where, like, yeah. there's, like, the can. And there's, like, it's it's just, like, a simple green background behind it. And the can, like, splits in half, like, super clean. Like, super smooth. Almost like a car coming apart in a car commercial. You see all the different pieces. <laughs> or the, the new AirPods commercials. Where they like pull the whole AirPod apart, yeah, and you can yeah, see yeah. all the things inside. It's that same thing where the can splits open, uh-huh. but then you can see the beer inside, and it's like kind of bubbly Outside. in there, and that comes back together. And uh, I forget what kind of beer it is. It's a stout. It's a stout. Oh, what stout is it? It you is. You were talking up their Christmas. I do like that one too. Joint last, and I still week. have a bunch of those in my fridge. But then I saw this, and oh, now bring I want one. I want the try Irish that. stout. The Irish stout. Uh, oh. that's that's gonna be the one that I'm going to try next because just of how I great that I've graphic was. I tried them all. They like just add I don't other know if amazing it's new. beers. I don't to know the mix. if we've never been told to talk about it. Oh, I don't man. know if it's just impossible to find. But uh, that exists, and I mean, I'm going to be drinking it. Those beers sell themselves. We are incredibly proud and grateful to have them as partners. If you support us, support Breckenridge Brewery, and go check out those amazing beers. I mean, but. Ugh. But you have you have no regrets if you do that. Exactly. And where should they check out those beers, Dre? Please don't ruin this transition for me. Uh, at the event calendar? No, no, oh. no, 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 no. You you check them out at Total Bev. Oh, of course, of course. You might as well get them delivered straight to your door through Total Bev. You might as well. For seventy five, or if you spend seventy five dollars, you can get thirty percent off with the code BSN twenty nineteen. I hope people are listening to this pod while ordering Total Beverage, Breckenridge Brewery through Total Beverage, and just living their best life. I mean, that's what I do. <sighs> Boy, you I do. blessed. Already blessed, good deals. Blessed, the deals blessed. get even better. They have CBD products as well. They have it's just massive. They have everything. I, I always go in there and I and I want to get one of the, like the weird different like shot glasses or flasks or just like the strange things that they have to drink alcohol out of. Um, but I never actually do it. And so I'm thinking next time I'm gonna get some more fun shot glasses. There you Before go. For Friendsgiving, we're gonna need more for Friendsgiving probably. We will. We're I'll having a Friendsgiving. Yep. We are. Um, want to talk about football? Why not? Okay, let's talk about some football. Um, and let's start. Ooh, I hope I didn't break your eardrums with that. Um, I can see it pop up on there. <laughs> um, with uh, the college football rankings. Um, how do you want to go through this? Want to go top to bottom, bottom to top? Well, top uh, should to we bottom. just say go back and listen to last week's podcast because we just said exactly what they printed? Was that last week's? Was it last week's? Yeah. So, anyways, a little surprising maybe to the AP voters or the people that vote for the. Co- coaches poll 
Yep. But Ohio State was ranked number one. Even though LSU's had the tougher schedule, I think Ohio State's just been that dominant, and they're number one. We agree. That's what I was saying last week. Maybe yes, we were sir. split on that. Were you saying LSU was number one? Uh, I hope not. Okay. Well, I doubt, I doubt it. I will say I doubt it. LSU number two, we agreed completely on that. Yes, we did. Alabama yes, we number did. three, couldn't have agreed more on that as well. Because they aren't as good as those other football teams and people who vote for these awards and like these rankings, they forget that that's what matters, not who's won the most championships and who has Tua Tagovailoa and who has Nick Saban and all that kind of stuff. It's about who has the best football team, which a college football playoff understands, but the AP voters just don't. Yeah. Based yeah. on their play, based on the opponents they've beat, how have they been tested so far? That's what matters. Now, we should mention whoever wins between LSU and Bama will be ranked number one next week. Yep. So it's it's a small victory for us. But yep. hey, uh, Penn State, though, the big, big, big surprise is the fourth team taking the Clemson Tigers out of that fourth spot. Clemson, That's legit, man. Yes, it is. I mean, Clemson hasn't beaten anybody who you're impressed by. And they've almost lost to some not so great teams. Y- you mean like you're not impressed by North Carolina? That's right. I'm not. With all with all due sure? respect to Mac Brown, yeah. You sure? Yep. Okay. I guess that's yep. all right. Um, yeah. From there, you look at Georgia at number six. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good a win. L- a little disrespectful to the Pac-12. Here's the. Th- <laughs> it just is such a you know, Oregon lost to Auburn. Yep. And Oregon's Georgia looked beat great Florida. Since. Yep. You know. Florida beat Auburn. All right. And that's how that worked out, right? I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. So Georgia's ranked ahead, though, of course, you know, we're still... uh, Georgia's ranked ahead of Oregon. You could make a case for Oregon over Georgia, but using all that logic of, well, if Georgia's better than Florida and Florida's better than Auburn then Georgia is better than Oregon because Auburn is better than Oregon. Which they eh, aren't necessarily. Yeah. Oregon had a chance, should have won that. And they also just that was blew months it. ago. But yeah, you right. Know. In a neutral field, yeah. Yep, yeah, you yeah. know, sure, whatever. Right. Behind right. Oregon at number eight is the University of Utah. Sure. Uh, Solid. Deserved. Oklahoma at nine. Yeah. Florida at 10. Yeah. Uh, right. You could, I could see then how Then we those... get into the two, two lost teams, yeah. like Florida, Auburn, Everyone's ahead of uh, undefeated Baylor because Baylor has also basically not played anyone. Don't really impress anyone. Wisconsin's 13th. Eh, fine. Michigan 14. Michigan might be one of the hottest teams in the country right now. I love the graphic you just pulled up. Yep. We're going to spring that one on you. Notre Dame at 15. Kansas State at 16. Kansas State, of course, beat, beat down Oklahoma. Undefeated Minnesota 17. I would have Minnesota like where Baylor is. I don't know what we're doing there, but whatever. Iowa at 18. Eh, sure. Uh, the only other ACC team with Clemson is Wake Forest at 19. Cincinnati at 20. Then you've got some small school guys uh, like Memphis, Boise State, Novi, uh, Navy. Huh, that people was are weird. talking in the background. You get distracted. Uh, SMU and Oklahoma State round out the top 25. So... Here's some thoughts. Um, somebody put together a potential bracket for uh-huh. a 16-team college football playoff. Right. And I have some thoughts. Do you have some thoughts? Huh. 
Oh, good. Only okay. lots of them. <laughs> this wasn't something that was planned. I wanted to surprise Dre by how oh, much I'm fun glad. this is going to be. I was looking at this and almost responded to the tweet. So glad I didn't. Yeah, I know. So you get to glad. save it for right here. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you guys know how brackets work. One seed plays the 16. We don't need to go through all the matchups, but yeah, you know, Ohio State, Kansas Hank's State, feed. maybe not like the best game, but there are some fun ones. Oklahoma, Utah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's one of the better ones. Georgia, Auburn. Yeah. Get to that's see, a good one. You know? Though they uh, they will play at some point this season, yep. so it's a little redundant, but and that's still. part of my beef with this tournament. Style thing is like, why are we having rematches that already occurred? I mean, now you could say, well, Andre, if Auburn loses that, they're not going to be ranked in the top 16. Yeah, they are. They're still going to be ranked ahead of Kansas <laughs> State, guys. That's the problem here. But, but at, at the going. same time, I mean, how much fun is it when the Broncos were playing the Patriots every year in the regular season and again in the playoffs and those teams started to hate each other when you had Tom Brady yeah, and Peyton Manning true, going back and forth? Like, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I think it could actually be fun to see the same teams play each other again and come in with uh, some more recent history, not just Bama and Clemson. Here they are. They played each other in playoffs last year. You know, I, I think it'd be fun. One I more matchup that's on there, Florida-Oregon in that 10-7 matchup. Um, that's a good one. And and before we really dig into... The, and we'd see a matchup like that in a bowl regardless, so whatevs. True. true. But it's just yeah, that, that's a good one. It's just that I don't really care who wins a bowl game. Like, I don't... I mean, I, I know well, maybe I get it, but this is just so much it's bigger. Like if you're interested in who's better, Florida or Oregon, you're going to watch that bowl and you'll be like, well, I guess turns out Oregon was better than Florida. And if you're that kind of just there for the football, wondering what would happen, those teams play like, sure, that's fun. I want to see <laughs> I will, this is emotion. This is Oregon trying to make a run from the seven seed to a national championship. Put something on the line, not just see who's better. I think Alabama against number 14 Michigan, underrated, because Michigan is now a hot team. So it'd be fun to see them. But here's the problem. They're going to get smoked. Like This bracket clearly states that Ohio State's coming out of this region. Clemson's coming out of here. Well, Clemson-Penn State, that's going to be a toss-up. But it's not really. Come on. I mean, like we can have fun ranking Penn State ahead of Clemson, head to head, with like plenty of time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Clemson's beating Penn State. That's just the deal, guys. And Alabama's coming out of this bracket. I mean, probably. Yeah. But you play the games. You play the games. Like I could see a situation where Oklahoma could catch Ohio State and beat them. And and I do want to mention, the, see that. just so we we're clear, like the way they set this bracket up is they make the first round of games. Those are hosted by the higher seed. So they play in Tuscaloosa or Athens. And the winner of those go on to the Rose Bowl or the Cotton Bowl or the Orange Bowl or the Sugar Bowl. The winner of those go on to the Fiesta Bowl or the Peach Bowl. And then the winners goes on to the championship game. And and so there, that's kind of the thought process. Like you use a couple yeah. more bowls, you do that yeah. kind of stuff. I think that something like this would be so much fun. 16 teams, is it a bit much? Maybe. Yeah. But here's the point that I want to make. Oh, People boy. say like, oh, you, you can't play four more games. How can you ask those kids to play four more games? They already play 12. They aren't ready for that. Guess what? There's already a 24-team playoff in FCS football. Yeah. It's Division One football. Yeah. They play a 12-game season. They can play... Four more football games. Five if you're one of the first round teams right. that goes all or the way through. Eliminate a non conference game so Alabama doesn't play Troy every year. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to make it an 11 and game add regular a bye season, week if we need to, like figure it ahead. out. It's logistically, that is the, the least, least bit concerning of this. No, I don't. I just think it's redundant. And 
it dilutes the regular season. And and most of you guys haven't gotten to see college football playoff games. Like like sure you get to see like the final four. I grew up going down in the snow, driving two hours to see who was playing at Montana, and those are massive games. Okay. That college football environment combined with a playoff environment is incredible. That I actually do like. It's incredible. College football, unlike the NFL, the NFL, the you know, the saying really is that games in December and January are just different because of the yeah. weather and oh, stuff. Yeah. We don't get that with college football None. because by January, they're playing in bowls in Arizona and wherever, and it's warm, and it's like you rolled your eyes, rightfully so. You're yep. wearing your Montana Grizz shirt. Like, I'm all for that. To see these teams playing like real football weather and maybe their fancy little spread doesn't work out as much and it comes down to the trenches and being able to run the ball a little more, that I'm all for. That's football. The rest I'm not really sold on. Oh, my goodness. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. But you don't want to dilute the greatest regular season in all of sports. That's that's my beef. There's still so much competition to get into. I mean, I'm not saying it needs to be 16 teams. I think 12 would be great. I think 12 would be incredible. Mm. Um, that way, I mean, it's the same as the NFL. You have, you have one through four get buys. You have five through 12 need to win a game to get into the quarterfinal. Right, right, and, right. And, and it just makes sense. So then all of a sudden, what is this? Then it's uh, 12 playing five. That's Clemson playing Baylor. Okay, uh, decent. That's 11-6. That's Auburn playing Georgia. That's 7-10 with uh, Oregon playing uh, Florida. And then you have the 8-9 matchup, Oklahoma-Utah. The winners get to go on. The winners get to take on you know ohio state lsu you know i i it just would be so much fun i don't i don't like the bowl system coming coming from growing up watching a non-bowl system a Uh playoff system (laughs) i can't believe that this is still acceptable to people who watch these games like i can't believe that you guys don't want to see actual playoffs to decide this like it's mind-boggling coming into this for us so that we can debate this on podcasts (laughs) and in writing and stuff (laughs) they're doing it for you and i you're on the other side now join the dark force playoff games in the bad weather at the big house you guys don't want to see that you don't want to see them string it together but what you just what you just suggested the 12 game playoff Mm-hmm. You're only seeing football played in real football weather in those wild card matchups. Yeah, I mean that's then fair. they're in bowls. I mean you don't have to put them in bowls after that though. Like that's just what have them only play in Montana. I say it's football. It's football. <laughs> everybody's supposed to be cold. Montana, everybody's Minnesota. supposed to be mixing Bailey's or Rumple Mints with their with their hot chocolate for hours before. Oh everybody's wearing three pairs of socks, two pairs of pants. It's incredible. It's so so much fun. I this, wish you the would environment have is watched ugh. Game of Thrones so you'd get this reference. It's like you were raised beyond the wall by the wildlings. Is that what it is that what it is? Yeah. Like I just I can't believe they you guys just see like oh yeah. Schnapps and let's stuff. let's go out to the Peach Bowl watch. Uh, <laughs> who cares? Who cares who wins the Peach Bowl? Like like it's it's people 100- like to take trips in warm weather because they're growing up where you're growing up and they're like oh, I'll take a vacation. And- yeah, then go take a vacation but still stay home where the football <laughs> is and you get both. You get the better football environment. Like I don't understand like and and I, I get scared to say this publicly but like yeah the Buffs made the Alamo Bowl. A few years ago. Yeah, they did. Like, 
And sure, like you win the Alamo Bowl, and it's all of a sudden, yeah, like throw a Alamo Bowl trophy in there somewhere. Like I don't, I don't get, but what the, matters. Their real championship was that Pac-12 game, the exactly. Pac-12 championship. That was their exactly. real playoff game. Exactly. Right, and they lost, so they're out of the playoffs. <sighs> oh, oh, you mean like that way? Think but of it that way. I guess that's, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Is not only does it dilute the regular season, it also makes the conference championships like kind of useless. Uh, but but like, why does it? I don't think it would dilute the regular season as much. I I mean, it's not like all of a sudden nobody cares. It's that now you get five weeks of everybody being one hundred percent bought in. So many things can happen. You're you're oh, you're you're having all this this whole th- your twelve team format with no automatic bids. I hate the automatic bid. Mm. How dare you do an automatic bid? There's no like. Oh, and then the best of the group of five. Like, no. Be a good football team. Right. We want the best teams in the country. Unless we have that, this is useless. So, okay. Well, all right. I I want a playoff. As somebody who grew up watching a playoff, I don't get it. We have a four-team playoff. That exists. At neutral sites, there's parading these kids around. (laughs) No, that's not football. That's not football. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, come take some pictures. Let's go to SeaWorld before we play this football game. You really just want full-blown FCS-style playoffs. What's that, 24 teams? It'd be incredible. It'd be incredible. Uh, But uh, it's just so much... Navy bigger, Navy it's Ohio so much State bigger when you're watching the first all this round of the playoffs. Boom, let's do it. 24 Navy baby. Ohio State. Oh, let's like do it. it. 24 like against it. one. Sure, why not? Also, want to uh, say, uh, Montana Grizzlies first uh, FCS rankings also came out. Not that anyone cares, <laughs> no one cares. Got screwed over, got eighth. They oh, should be come sixth on, at worst. Come on, got sixth at now, worst. Dante Olson, the star oh, linebacker oh, oh, oh. for the Grizz, did he? Did he kill someone on the field last week? Um, well, that hasn't been confirmed, but it really mm. does look like that man probably can't move anymore. Oh, boy. Shots if you guys haven't him. seen the play, just Google Dante <laughs> Olsen. Unless the, you're not, in the rare case that you're not a prominent member of Montana Grizz Twitter. Just follow me on Twitter and you can be. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He killed that guy. The quarterback's rolling out of the pocket. As he's releasing that ball, Dante just... Lights him. He's oh. got a bit of AJ Johnson to him, mm. Alexander Johnson, mm-hmm. or some Kenneth Murray. To oh him. my goodness! Is it's he so athletic enough sideline to sideline? Uh, yes, he's All he's right. just underrated because he's in Montana. I'm so excited to get back up Do there. Do I give you looks like that? Where it's like, dude, why'd you just ask me a stupid are, question? <laughs> honestly, you should. How dare you? <laughs> we we're at that point in the relationship now where we can get away <laughs> with that kind of stuff. Um, by the way, I'm going to be heading up to that Weber State Montana game. That's currently the three eight game. Well, Dave. Damian Lillard Trash. be playing for Weber State? No. Prominent grad. You know who was better than him? Will Cherry, the point guard for Montana at the Damn. time. Yeah, and then Will Cherry did almost nothing Shots. in the NBA, which is disappointing for the Montana fans. Same point guard, all that stuff. Off uh, air, we'll be talking about Will, where Will Cherry is playing ball right Actually, now. friends with one of my friends. Uh, is he back in Germany now? Oh, Germany, okay. I, think, I mean, pretty good, pretty good. Bayern Munich? No. Okay. No. That's a good team around there. <laughs> All um, right. But yeah, point is, I get to go up there and watch the 3 8 FCS matchup next week. And like the other polls had Montana four or five. It's, there's outrage. It's people not watching and then voting because that's what everybody does with the FCS. And it's so frustrating. Like, I will give the committee credit. Those dudes are watching. Dudes the and dudettes. FBS, I know very impressed. Yeah. And I don't think it's me being biased to say that I'm upset with the no, others. No, and I mean, it's like ADs from like prominent colleges and like people who are 
dialed in, man. They are. Yeah. It was pretty good. Okay. Uh, we have not been paying attention to the time. And yep, that was a pretty long segment. Um, ah, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Then want to keep talking before we talk about the final stuff? I mean, this is what we're doing is talking. So We're really yeah. good at that. Um, you know, let's jump into... Uh, Do it. If the Broncos do it, turn out to be actually, you might have heard uh, they won this week. They might be a good football team now. I mean, win out in your playoff I team mean, with the Brandon Allen being the next Kurt Warner. They probably are a good. Can football I just team. say really quickly oh, that boy. Brandon Allen isn't worthy of the hype that he's getting? It's because is he getting lots of hype? People are saying like he it was an outstanding performance. That he was like I believe we, our own the own the website we work for in a headline. Called his performance magnificent. Magnificent. I graded him as a B. Honestly, probably one of my more generous moments. Probably yeah. deserved a B minus. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? If Noah Fant isn't wide open, and he does a great job of yep, getting the yep, ball out yep, quick to a wide it. open guy as Garrett Bowles lets a defender fly right by. Every quarterback sometimes has him. wide open receivers. Right. But you take that away, that's like 50 plus yards and a touchdown. 70 something yards. It, right. What about the Cortland Sutton touchdown? Which honestly should be a pick from Denzel Ward. You know you have Cortland Sutton. Yeah. But so I mean then all of a sudden you take away two completions, which puts him at fifty percent, because his completion percentage which wasn't great. Was he twelve of eighteen? Here's so here's, suddenly you're ten of eighteen. To this you have a line. pick and no touchdowns. This is with those with Why those are we big doing plays, this, man. Because I, this is my one time a week. People don't care what I have to I say guess about that's this. That's true, uh, and even that's debatable. But sure, with the seventy-something <laughs> yard touchdown, with the whatever yeah. yard touchdown, he yeah. was twelve of twenty for one hundred and ninety-three yards, yeah, right. and two touchdowns. Right. So you no take away like, like eighty yards, both the touchdowns, at a pick, and he's ten of twenty instead of twelve of twenty. Yeah, it doesn't look as great, does it? Even with that just normal stat line he had, it's like. Really? Right. We, we, we're excited about that. So, right. But the point is, the Broncos won. They might keep winning. And if they do, they're probably not um, actually going to make the playoffs, but they could be. They not... should be like five and three anyways. Yeah, they should be. If you look at the advanced stats, that's what it says. Yeah. I mean, it usually says like about Third 500. Third best defense per DVOA. The coaching staff's doing an amazing job with guys like Shelby Harris and Mike Purcell and Alexander Johnson and Todd Davis and Devontae Harris playing prominent roles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, RIP, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, point is, going back to what I was trying to say, oh, so they might actually be like a middle of the first round pick. Let's call it pick right. number 13 in honor of Trevor Simeon. Oh, no, 12 in honor of Paxton Lynch. In honor of Paxton Lynch, the Broncos get pick number 12 in this draft. Let's say between who do, who do 12 and 15 in honor of Tim Tebow. Ah, there we go. Also, Juwan Winfrey. Uh, let's go. Uh, oh. But... Uh, yeah, so they're between 12 and 15. Yeah. They aren't looking at these guys that we've been talking about them potentially drafting for right. months Forget now. Chase Young. Forget the last four or five months of draft podcasts. Um, here we are now. Huh. Here we are we've now. talked about a lot Late of guys. Round gems. We've talked about the Evan we've, Weavers of the world. and Davion Taylor now. LaVisca Chanel. Who do you mm, even want? You know, yeah, yeah, LaVisca Chanel. I mean, who, who are the targets there? 12 to 15 instead of at 7 or 8. Yeah, well, uh, for starters, you try to hope that one of those guys drops maybe a Derrick Brown, maybe one of those offensive tackles, maybe one of those wide receivers. I'm convinced that Jerry Judy might be undervalued by the NFL. Ooh. I see this in some mocks. I just think you know, he's so quick and such a technician. Is he going to test like a freak? 
Or are guys like C.D. Lamb or his teammate Henry Ruggs going to surpass him because their raw talent, their testing numbers look better? Mm-hmm. I could see that. So, you know, so here's here's my concern with Jerry Judy. First off, Judy. you consider guys who could drop. This is this is Broncos specific, but sometimes those little shifty guys are tougher for quarterbacks to use. Like mm-hmm. like putting the ball in the right spot, having the anticipation, understanding how they work. Whereas Cortland Sutton, he's running a post route, he's gonna run that post route and you yeah. just throw the ball to him. It, it seems like sometimes having I mean, those little slot guys, you need you need a good quarterback. Yeah, who like knows what's going on. I don't know. And I mean, that should be the goal, period. Very true. You know, and so another thing is you probably aren't looking at one of those quarterbacks anymore unless you're trading up and giving away uh, King's Ransom. Yeah. You know, if Locke isn't the guy, you assume the NFL goes gaga over Herbert, Burrow, and uh, Tua. So what about Jalen Hurts? You know, we we saw this. We saw this kind of with Jalen. I probably would. But we are much higher. It it kind of reminds me of that Lamar Jackson situation a few years ago where, you know, Lamar was tearing up all of college oh. football. It wasn't close who the best player in college football was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Heisman favorite, Heisman winner, all of that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. He, he, he rose up the draft boards, but he only rose into, like, what 22nd is where the Ravens got him 32nd is where the Ravens got him and now you look at it and he's top five in the MVP race I mean oh yeah the the oh yeah the passing stats are good the running stats I mean he might be the best running back runner in the league like he's right up there he's in that conversation he definitely was when he was in college yep yeah I mean shouts to another Colorado native there you go we like that but but I could see that being a spot where if the same things play out, and maybe the NFL GMs learn from what happened, maybe Jalen Hurts ha. does doesn't have that mass. You know, like that. <laughs> maybe he he doesn't have the NFL GMs learning from no. things. Oh please, they're past that. Bra- brains don't develop when yeah. you get to whatever age all those old men are. Um, Sh- shouts to them. They don't listen. Maybe we're hoping they don't listen. Uh, I mean, we're uh, hoping they do actually. So. Well, we hope John Elway and nobody yeah, else. Does. So he could get some things right. But yes, yeah. yes. Um, but yeah, like I could definitely see him being that case where he does keep having this rise that we expect him to have. Mm-hmm. But maybe not all the way up to the top. He gets into the middle. I could see that. I could see that. Not the athlete Lamar Jackson is because no. yo, no one's the athlete Lamar Jackson is. It's he's legit. Maybe the best runner in the NFL. We ha- haven't seen that really happen ever at quarterback. Is would would you take Lamar Jackson's athleticism or Michael Vick's? Oh, it's a toss up. It's is a it? toss up. I saw people getting after it on Twitter about oh, really? this. Um. It's a toss-up. I think um, I think Vic probably had the better raw tools. I think Lamar is more productive. He has like this little shiftiness to him. He's a little more productive. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about him where it's just taller too. Yeah. There you go. Um, Vic had the better arm. Vic yeah. could gun it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think that's fair. But also, I think Lamar a little better at processing, a little more accurate, a little smarter in taking what the defense gives you. I mean, that Patriots game. Yeah, it was great to see him as a runner, though. The Patriots put him in a few situations where it was like, oh, is he going to get it? There's going to be an unblocked guy coming right at him, pressure in his face. He's going to have to make a tough, tight window throw with good timing, back shoulder type of thing. Ace the test. There you go. So credit to Lamar. People didn't think he could do this. I was a believer. Uh, So proud of that. 
And and I really do think, and I've said this before, but it's been a while, that's where the NFL is going is mobile quarterbacks. Maybe not, you know, Lamar Jackson mobile, but at least Pat Mahomes mobile where you just have to have that threat. You have to be able to run the read options. Oh, you have to be able to run think, all those different things. It's just a necessity now. I think quarterback mobility, I was talking with Andrew Mason about this earlier today, has defined the Broncos season on both sides of the ball in that, Flacco not being mobile has really hurt their O-line and their offense in general. We saw how much Brandon Allen being able to move made all the difference in the world. And then, you know, surviving to see another down. And I think defensively, when they were trying to contain guys like Aaron Rodgers, Mitchell Trubisky, even and the way, you know, Gardner Minshew got him on the run or Jacoby Bursette got him on the run, that really defined their season. Uh, so, yeah, you start to look at that second-tier quarterbacks if you are in that quarterback market. Jacob Eason, Jalen Hurts, Jordan Love, who I would I would not be a fan of. All nope. those options, I feel like... Now, Hurts intrigues me a little more. You know, it's fun to talk about. Elway probably wouldn't do it anyways. No. Um, no, he wouldn't. At that point, though, you really are like, let's see what Locke can do. We'll reevaluate next season when you have guys like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields available anyways. Doesn't, doesn't Elway isn't the fact that we just know that John Elway wouldn't be willing to take a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, doesn't that just kind of sum up everything that is going on with the way the Broncos are built when John Elway's yeah, in charge? it's a problem. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's that's like the same, just like, I mean, it's that type of old school thinking that you can see throughout the entire roster building no, I process. I agree. It's an issue. It drives me crazy. We see in front offices like the Ravens where they promoted their director of scouting to GM. Mm. And that's one of the reasons they end up with Lamar. My thinking is this guy, uh, I'm blanking on his name. He's an uh, Italian name. Anyway, shouts to him. Uh, the Ravens GM. You okay. can Google him. You're fine. Um, this guy scouted so many players. He's watching the college game 24-7. Yep. And he's realizing like, yeah, this stuff can work in our game too. Yeah. And it totally it's just can. the evolution of the game. And, and and I don't know. It's just like... But you have a divide where it's almost like, you know, uh, the Eagles have adjusted. That's That was a West Coast offense, right? Mm -hmm. Inspired by Andy Reid. That's where Doug Peterson comes from, that coaching tree. But they've adjusted and adapted to more college concepts. Andy Reid's certainly done that. And, and, and they knew that they wanted to as well. Like, mm -hmm. it isn't just mm -hmm. like, it seems right. like they're finally coming around. They brought in Chip Kelly. Sure, it didn't work out, but it was going to be all that Chip oh, Kelly right, type Eagles. stuff. Yeah. yeah, still with the Eagles yeah, yeah, yeah. that were going to be like right. that same thing that they were trying well, to do. Or Andy Reid had a ton of success with his system. You would think, why would I need to change my system? No, he changes a system. He adjusts. He drafts a guy like Patrick Mahomes because he wants to take that stuff to the next level. And then the counterpoint is guys like Sean McVay, very old school. Guys like Kyle Shanahan, still pretty old school. The Grudens, still pretty old school. Always West Coast, right? Mm -hmm. But unlike the Jim Naggies, the Frank Reichs, the Petersons, the Andy Reeds, they haven't adjusted. They haven't modernized. And that's what we're seeing. And that's just uh that's just the deal. And we've we've seen little pieces of them modernizing though. Like it's not like they're totally stuck in the past. Like they, they still do like some more than others. The, Kyle Shanahan certainly has. Yeah. And you know, like even McVeigh, like last year with that offense, they're running all the crossing routes, they're putting speed guys in positions to run with the speed. Yeah, but I like, mean again, that's pretty old school, you know. Hmm. Like it's all in tight. But yeah, you're right. They maybe have a few more RPOs ahead. But you know, like there's no team that was under center more than McVeigh. Huh. 
you know so they're still yeah. it is still like built off like the power right run right Gurley. Todd Gurley was yep. and that's something that's really hurt him this year is they don't have that running game all of a sudden golf looks kind of average yeah you know so I, I do think we get yes I, I firmly believe Elway's in the wrong I wrote a film room about this like two years ago huh that like, hey, the rest of the NFL is modernizing. Maybe we should do. Still hasn't happened. Um, I wrote about how Rich Gangarello ran a college offense at Wagner and how like he how he can implement those concepts and how they were implementing similar concepts in with the Niners last year and stuff. So you know, and and even looking back, like going back to talking about the Ravens, obviously kind of a modern all that kind of stuff offense. They're willing to oh, draft yeah. Lamar Jackson. They're also willing to draft a guy like Marquise Brown. And that's not the prototype of the guy that John Elway tries to bring in at all. Could or you like, imagine him trying to spend like an, a high round pick on a guy like Marquise Brown? Like there was the Isaiah McKenzie experiment, but yeah. no, like that's not what the Broncos. I mean, have. that I, I think know. they're more open to. And what's interesting about the Ravens, yeah, new school, new school. They're also running way more three tight end sets than just about anyone in the league. Mm-hmm. So it's a power spread. It's a lot of RPOs and shotguns, but it's still a run first team, you know? So you need to have, you still need to be, that. you still need that multiplicity, mm. you right? Mm-hmm. Run game, pass game, balance, all that good you stuff. You know what I do on Madden that's made me really good the last I'm week? I'm dying to hear oh, what you do in Madden. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> so they have this game mode where it's like a draft, and then you play online with your team. Like as soon as you lose, you have to draft a new team. Oh, and, fun. And so okay. it's just like a base. Like every player on your team is 75 overall. And then there's 20 rounds where you get to pick players. And it'll give you like, here's a cornerback. Who's this? Here's this. I like whatever. it. I like so it. you just get to pick and build what you want. I fave it. It's, it's a lot of fun. So here's what I've been doing that's been impossible mm. for teams to beat me. So you draft as many. I'm like starting a timer. You have 60 seconds. Okay. okay fair, fair. You draft as many cornerbacks as you can. Okay. All of your defensive backs are all cornerbacks. Uh, then okay. at linebacker you play a couple That's of the Wade Phillips. Couple of strong yes it is. Mm-hmm. A couple of strong safeties. So you have a little bit of versatility. Perfect. Um, and then you mostly just Hybrid blitz defenders. blitz six man coverage behind with all these best cornerbacks you can get. And then on offense you get super bulky. You run the ball, but you draft guys like DJ Chark. And guys like, uh, if you can get speed. like Tyree Kill, speed. all speed outside so that when they go man behind and blitz in front, all of a sudden you can just drop it off. You can run the RPOs. You can run those little RPO bubble screens. Yeah. Like that's that's okay. football. That's now, how you play football. That I like. That's how right. you play you're, football. You're stressing a defense because they need to respect you on those screens and lateral throws, but they also need to respect you vertically because of that speed mm-hmm. and the defensive approach. That I love. Yeah. That I love. Yeah. Now, blitzing six, stuff like that, that's basically what the Pats do. They mm-hmm. manufacture mm-hmm. pressure a lot. They're not. Uh, it's not like there's some stud edge rusher that's yes. driving the. Yes. They, they have, you know, they have to manufacture pressure. And the using more corners as your DBs, that's how Wade Phillips and the Broncos crafted up the plan to stop the Panthers in Super Bowl 50 because that was the best running offense against nickel defenses. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, instead of giving you five DBs in nickel because we know you're just going to run on us, we're going to take TJ Ward out and we're going to put Bradley Roby in. So we're going to have three three corners, one safety, still four DBs. So we have the numbers defending the run, but we have another corner who can cover your wide receivers and that's how they won that. Um, and, you know, you using more 
safeties as your linebackers, essentially, that's the direction we're moving in in the NFL. Exactly. That's why guys like Davion Taylor suddenly exactly. in the modern Circling game have it an back. appeal. That's perfect. Now, the original question was how to do the guys the Broncos are looking at in the 13 to 15 oh, range change. <laughs> you would start to look at guys like Trayvon Diggs of Alabama, stud cornerback. Okay. Now, I'm more and more convinced, and Devontae Harris number 27, who's been a breakout yep. stud. Yep. That this scheme just doesn't require, I was saying this all last offseason, doesn't require lockdown cornerbacks Mm-mm. with size. You're not looking for that guy who can match up with Julio Jones. or No, you, you need more zone corners who are smart, good tacklers. They're going to battle their, their rear ends off all game. So maybe Trayvon Diggs not at the top of the the list you know when i hear that it makes me think they don't want young corners you want veteran yeah, guys yeah, you want to sign yeah. somebody who can go back there who's seen the game who can read what a receiver is doing read what an offense is doing and step in maybe you don't go to the draft for cornerbacks yeah or you try to mine undervalued gems mm-hmm. who it's more iq and good in zone than measurables and all that and 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 you don't throw them on the field right away you target these guys fourth fifth round let them develop let them learn and then put them out there when they're ready instead of trying to find a plug and play right. guy in the first round right. of course that would require someone like Bryce Callahan to be healthy and them resigning Chris Harris Jr. yep um now you start to consider guys like AJ Epinesa the the Iowa defensive lineman who's dropped from draft boards because he just hasn't had a very productive season. Mm-hmm. A bit of an awkward fit, but I think with the Broncos as a five technique would work. You're big on the ad safeties. Well, maybe Grant Delpit drops. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been dropping a little. You know, and which and one I, of those Bama receivers drops? See, you know? and this is the theme of everything you're saying this is stuff. who drops? It's, it's just about which of those guys who you expect to get up at the top. And that's why I don't hate it so much. Right. Like, like when I hear the Broncos are getting Epinesa, I think, oh, that's exciting. When I hear Delpit, I'm like, yeah, I like that. Judy, Ruggs, Visca, any of those guys up there, it's not like I, I think right. like, oh, you are not a guy I want on this football team. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't mind them dropping so much because right. any one of those, I, I, I think that they could help out for sure. Oh, yeah, sure. you'd sign off on that. Yep. Yeah, you wonder, you'd probably miss out on the top two offensive tackles, which that's would be a bummer. Yep. Then, though, you start to consider guys like our our dude, Austin Jackson, skyrocketing off of boards. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud that we were talking I about know. him. Too. I saw you on Twitter talking yeah, it up. I guess so. You have to. Uh, once in a while, you got to puff your you chest out. Alex Leatherwood would be in consideration, the Bama left tackle. Javon Kinlaw starts to be in consideration, right? Yeah, for sure. So that's how that would change things. We'll have a ample opportunity to talk more about that, but we did want to touch on that today. Uh, do we have any questions? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Let's yes. dig into those because we're running up on an hour here. Oh, boy. Silly us. We silly were actually us. perfect. You were like, oh, we've gone too long. We were in good shape. And then you dove me down like this multiple rabbit holes of talking about modernizing the game. Also, I just realized we have not spoken about Strava Craft Coffee. So what are we doing? speak about Strava Craft Coffee. So it's it's a CBD-enriched coffee. Which means not only does it wake you up, make you functional, and, uh, you know, all the good things that coffee do, the reasons why people drink it, it also... Hank is over-caffeinated, just FYI. Yeah, so by (laughs) the way, uh, the water turned off in my building today. Oh, boy. And so uh, 
I didn't get to bathe or any of that, but more importantly, it meant that I couldn't get water to drink. So I've just been refilling my Starbucks cup with cold brew I have at my house. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of on one if you haven't noticed. But uh, (laughs) I love it. Strava Craft Coffee, though, would have been a lot better because it doesn't give you the jitters, which I totally have right now. And also it fixes like your body and your soul and all of those things that you would want to be fixed. Um, whether you have anxiety or whether you have back pain or pain wherever you might have pain again like insides too not just physical pain um, check out CBD it's it's a good stuff and the best place to get it is with Strava Craft Coffee right in your coffee in your coffee yeah like why not it's something you're going to drink anyway um, outstanding stuff if you use the code BSN2019 you can get 20% off and they'll ship it straight to your door what could be better yeah. Even if you don't truly. want the CBD, it's not psychoactive anyway, but even if you don't want it, like you can just get 20% off your coffee. Right. There you go. Right. Why yeah. not try it? They just give you options and discounts through us. Perfect. They support us. You support us. Support them too. Because we support Let's them. get it done. Right. And they would support you. And so you just have to close off this little triangle that's going over. I think it's over. a circle. It's yeah. A circle. Strava seems like a circle company it's to me. Circle. Yeah. Yep. Questions? Yep, please. Sunny Rain, we got his input on Chase Young from the last pod. His initial comment was, on Bulls. I forget what we said about Bulls last week. Probably something bad. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Would be my guess. Okay, well, anyone looking at any amount of film on the guy had to know what he was. Bad. I mean, I'm kind of with you. I had him ranked like in the 50s. I mean, and then you get the test (sighs) results on his brain as well. Wow. When you learn, like, not a guy who you expect to be, like, a quick picking up on things guy. Like, that was not the book on him. You know? To, to car- <sighs> the way he played against Tack McKinley, who I loved coming into that. Oh, the- I haven't heard about him in a while. He went yeah. to the Falcons? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's been okay. Not great. Huh. Yeah, um, I was excited about him, too. Easily the best pass rusher in the Pac 12 that season, though. You know, he, he had a hold there, and he, he didn't really hold his own. It wasn't playing with consistent knee bend and what have you. And so I, I get it, Sonny Rain. His 40 time is absolutely washed away by the fact that his number was called so much. Yeah, he's too handsy. And that's what I hated when people would get in arguments with me during that draft and be like, oh, he's high upside. He brings nastiness. Like, dude, nastiness is overrated. I can be nasty. I can like yeah, I could do it. I could punch Hank right now and spit on him. Hey, you know that's not going to be I any could good to stab me. Stab you in this little toothpick you gave <laughs> that's me. That's exactly Cinnamon right. Cinnamon flavored. That's it would my burn. Point. We could all be nasty. We could be nasty. Like a big whoop. Big whoop. The dude's also <sighs> twenty five, beating up on twenty year olds. So give I, me a break. Yeah, good for him. Ugh. Besides mission trip, I'm sorry, Sunny Rain, pumping iron the whole time. Anyway, (laughs) it's not even fair. We keep interrupting his questions, but we just agree with you so vehemently. Am I using that correctly? Yes, and and we would love to hear more slander. Besides, it's not like you're moving him to guard where that speed could stand out. Exactly. I feel like Bulls is a defensive tackle, and he can't get anyone to see that, no matter how many players he tackles. Can uh can we make Boy. a shirt that just says Hansy and lighten the pants? Oh, the, the like only if 
only if Sunny Rain pre-orders it and a couple oh, of we, okay. we need some pre-orders I, okay, think, I think because that's, that, that's got a very specific niche audience basically like me maybe the back says like holding number 72 you know like uh, Warcraft or, or yeah like you could do like the 72 like a jersey number and just say holding in the name exactly yeah. I'll get on the line with D-line in a second okay who that. will shut us down for then, sure yeah probably yeah I don't know uh, yeah, he's into some bad ideas Eric's sometimes kind of into that stuff yeah Ah, oh, we've got a draft pod legend contributing, ooh, Benny Lava. He says, ooh. sup, draft crew, how y'all doing? Dre, I was wondering if you could take a look back at some of your favorite prospects last year and grade their performance so far this year in the NFL. That'd be fun. That might even be like a postseason, like when, when there's like a dead spot between college football and like the draft stuff. Exactly. I think that that'd be a good time when there's nothing to talk For about. For one, Terry McLaurin's lighting it up. And Andy Isabella last Thursday night. Yeah. Pretty, the pretty, the pretty slack pretty was good. popping after that one. Um, on the other side, very high on Dwayne Haskins. He's not been great so far. Very true. Nick Bosa also didn't have to overthink that one, but, you know, he, he is what we thought he was. He's yep. done in college what he was doing. Or he's done in the pros what he was doing in college. Anyways, mm-hmm. interrupting him again as well. Some guys you feel that you are justifiably high on, and maybe some guys that haven't quite lived up to your expectations. It's always fun to look back and grade yourself retrospectively. Yes, I would love to do that. I think nine weeks in, it's a little premature, but we will do that a little more. There's a couple quick names for you, though. I haven't really been super active in commenting. I know. It's like we get to these rounds of OGs, you know? Exactly. And then they'll take a break and they'll come back. Hey, we we love you unconditionally for it, no matter what. Yeah. for some reason, they left. Oh, no. He says, haven't been super active in commenting. Neither has the DNVR community. Yeah, step cold. it up. It's cold. Cold-blooded. Like, there's, you guys have takes. That's exactly you, right. You guys know as much as us. Right. And it's all within a safe space, not with a I know. Twitter where the idiots drown us out. It's you know? incredible how nice all of these people are. But I assure you, we are st- all still listening and appreciate all the hours you put in. Oh, so nice. I feel like the majority of my comments last year were mainly trolling AJ. Hey, he. I thought about AJ because he was really, you know, living it up on his Noah Fant takes. After last week, though. Yeah. I'm, you know, uh, Noah Fant giveth and Noah Fant taketh away. Yeah. Um, Still don't know which one of those are good. So Yeah, me neither. So we might have to know. have him back for old time's sake here here we want that too yeah i hate that he's always like anytime i tweet something draft pod related he'll like reply with some sad tweet like (sighs) i know we want him back he's just so busy i he was in the office last when we recorded i was like dude just jump on he was like i haven't watched as much college football so like well shut up i get it (laughs) exactly exactly yeah (laughs) and don't make me sad and make me feel like you know, when we're just trying to give you more time. Cause we will have AJ on whenever. Stud. Yeah. He yeah, just absolutely. needs to... The invite is open, Ugh. so step it up, AJ. Yeah, AJ. And if you aren't listening to this right now, then we'll know. So say something if you're actually listening. That's, that's exactly, what made you deserve to be that's on. That's exactly right. Don't don't be tweeting sad stuff if you're not even listening. Exactly. Huh? How exactly. about that, buddy? Buster. Buddy. Um, uh, Want to talk about some college football games that are coming up now? Uh, please. I hear that maybe the biggest college football game of the century is being played. Oh, 
And you when know, you hear people that, people recency bias. They, I mean, they like to hype everything. Up. Still early in the century, I guess. So nineteen years in. I don't yeah. know Texas USC. But but yeah but yeah <laughs> yeah, but yeah exactly. Sure. What about national championships that have been played? Huh? 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 Well, is this really Was, all that uh, meaningful? Maybe anyway? Clemson and Alabama no. playing each Ugh. other like in the finals every single year. Was that none maybe of the those were important? Of the century, none of them huh? important. Okay. Well, now that we've told Boy, those I people have turned off, you into a jaded old man already, huh? I'm chewing on a toothpick Good as for, we speak. Oh. <laughs> oh. Bless this country. Anyways, lots and lots of pro prospects in Alabama LSU. Starts with the quarterbacks, Burrow against Tua. How about that? Who you think's gonna look better? Now Tua missed last week. He's True. dealing with some injuries. So he's fresh. Or so th- he's banged up. Or those offensive tackles who are highly touted are going to have to play some great defense out on the edge against guys like the LSU pass rushers. Yeah, what was yeah. his name? It's insane. Um, Clavon Chasson. Uh, remember, we haven't talked about him in a while, have we? We haven't. He's gone a little silent. We're also like, if it's it's Chase Younger bust for us. Pretty much. Pretty you know, much. Like, Who, why else would you take an edge rusher right. unless it's Chase Young? Right, we've got so many needs. Come on, so so we're so gonna many see needs. those wide receivers for Bama go against those corners for LSU. They've got the stud uh, freshman corner. They've got Christian Fulton, one of the best uh, corners in this class. Grant Delpit's gonna be in that. Love His him. range is gonna be really love tested him. severely here. Um, both running backs in this game are pro prospects. LSU wide receiver Justin Jefferson has really been coming along and playing big. I mean, we could go on for days. Obviously, there's a ton of talent on Bama's defense. Trayvon Diggs is a guy we've mentioned already. Interested to see what he does against Jefferson. So, I mean, this is a must-watch for anyone and everyone. And if you're a fan of the draft or the draft pod specifically, you've got plenty of content to get out of this. Yes, and also if you're just a... Somebody who has a mild interest in football, right. you should be watching this football game. Hundred percent. AJ and I what would time is always talk. It is at one thirty p.m. Oh, okay. on Saturday. Would always talk about there's there's several games every year that you end up rewatching, like almost ten times. This game legit all rewatched by the time the draft comes around ten times. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, so many guys you have to watch. Right, right. One, I'm watching the tackles. One, I'm watching Tua or Burrow. The next, I'm watching the corners. You know, there's just yep. so much. So you always go back and be like, oh, wait, did he play well against LSU? Let's let's rewatch that. Um, the line is Bama favored by six at home. Who you got? LSU. We've been close to LSU. perfect against the spread this year, by the way. Oh, really? No, I'm joking. I've we've huh. lost track so many times. I know. I th- uh, <laughs> I thought, but the advantage I thought we of losing horribly. track is I can just uh, falsely claim make claims wow, like that. Wow, you could. How about that? Huh? We could. Nobody's going. Nobody's writing down our picks. Hashtag we could just news. say we were perfect I mean, last week. If someone's writing down our picks, we should. I'll, I'll give you a prize in like the form a of a, a T-shirt yeah. on me. Or a, a sub on me. Yeah, and I will give you a, a t-shirt or, or sub a on Dre as well. There yes, you, there, we there, you go. Go. there we go. There you go. Also, um, I noticed a little thing on your face. Did you cut your face shaving? No. Damn it. No, ah, my daughter one. is going through, like, she's been oh, sick no. and she's been 
angry and she's throwing tantrums and she rubbed your face with a razor without she shaving hurts cream? me she hurts me wow. she like tries to claw out my eyes if she's having a tantrum and i try oh. to soothe her or something okay well all my cuts on my face are still just from being bad at shaving so. from being a child while mine are from a child hey huh? yeah maybe about that? we should just like team up and be children <laughs> together and i don't know can we move on oh uh, if i could on? penn state plays minnesota low-key big game 10 a.m. Love that on ABC. Both undefeated. Um, best prospect for Penn State, KJ Hamler, who I'd love on the Broncos. Yep. We've had that conversation. Yep. Uh, Minnesota, two linebackers were invited from to the Senior Bowl. Those are the guys to watch. We know that we want to watch linebackers for this team. They're probably not as big a, an issue anymore because Alexander Johnson's been so good. Kamal Martin the best linebacker of the two. And then um, wide receiver Tyler Johnson, also pretty dang talented for the Gophers. Finally, Iowa at Wisconsin, big game in that division of the Big Ten. Really watch the O-linemen, right? Can't go wrong with the O-linemen. A.J. Epinesa going against uh, Wisconsin's O-line will be very interesting. You're also going to have Jordan Taylor. Did I say no, it right? No, you didn't. Damn oh my it. goodness. Jonathan oh, Taylor, Jordan Taylor's sunshine. Jordan Taylor's sunshine. How how are we going to make this First of all, we could just talk about Jonathan Taylor every week because we, we were on a roll getting his name right when we were talking about him after a Not while. Not really. I like stopped talking about him, so that's how uh, I got it right. Ugh. Um, yeah, I'm disgusted with myself. You know what? I'm disgusted with you too, Dre. Good for you. You yeah. should be. <laughs> all right, so those are the big games. Um, yeah, watch those. Scout those guys. Have fun. Yeah, have fun. Um, I think that that's all that we have for you guys today. We appreciate any feedback you have for us um so drop drop your thoughts your questions your whatever in the comment section and we will read them and talk about them and uh we'll appreciate it all right uh probably time for us to go back to chewing on these toothpicks like old italian men uh which you are and which i'm becoming you're not old you're just on your way there um and and that's kind of old yeah yeah and that's that's uh that's it so bye talk to you on thursday